The Stinkin' Truth Podcast is presented by Core Water. He spent 12 years in the NFL. You can't trust a guy that gyrates his hips after he scores. Has three Super Bowl rings, made multiple Pro Bowl appearances, over 16 years of broadcasting between ESPN and Fox Sports. And that's why I'm the greatest football player and best sports analyst ever. He's a soap opera star. That's pretty, uh... I can't remember what I was supposed to say. <laughs> As a reoccurring role on HBO Ballers. Mark Slareth, handsome son bitch, get out here. And makes one hell of a bowl of green chili. It's Mark Slareth, and this is the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Hey, welcome into the Stinkin' Truth Podcast. Your host, Mark Slareth, along with my co-host, Mike Evans, Scott, per- uh, Scott producer. Scott DeHuff, producing <laughs> on the board. Scott producer. Uh, I got to thank uh, all, all. I'm an idiot. Gosh, it's going on. It's it's really going well so far. So I might as well just keep going with this. Um, hey, we got a great uh, program for you today. I uh, want to thank our corporate sponsor, our uh, presenting sponsor, Hydrate Your Huddle with Core Water, pH balanced water, ultra purified, balanced electrolytes. Ah, it's delicious. Meets your uh, body's natural pH of 7.4. That's science, people. That's where you perform your best. And if you watch me at any point in time in my life, you know I'm drinking core water because I am flat out performing. You can tell just from the open of this show how well I performed. Uh, award-winning, crisp, clean, crisp, clean taste. Eat, eat, eat. Oh, oh this boy. Is, this is going to oh, be a day. Oh, boy. This is going to be a day. Oh, let me start. We are award, off the rails. Award-winning. Crisp, clean taste with a wide mouth bottle, people, for real quick hydration. <laughs> That's Core Water. Find it at your neighborhood, 7-Eleven, the one with the blue cap. I love this pH balanced water. That's Core. Find out more at hydratewithcore.com. All right, Mike. That was you know, easy. That you're was in such really- a good mood. I can tell you're in a really good mood. You're in a, a, a kind of like a jaunty mood. Yeah. I'm going to bring you right back down to earth. You are. Yeah. Because your boy, Tom Brady, is a baby. Oh, stop it. He's a baby. No. So d- this whole bit about the divorce that Ian O'Connor excerpts from his book about how you know Brady's, after 18 years, has had it with Belichick and he'd like a divorce and all this. Come on. Uh, yeah, what, he, what, he doesn't get enough love right. from Bill Belichick? So, He's Tom freaking so, Brady. Okay, so... Every woman wants to bang him, and every guy wants to be him. A lot of the guys want to. <laughs> a lot of the guys like. Don't think you haven't questioned. Don't think I haven't noticed you noticing him. All right, because I've been there. I've been there. Don't, don't think I haven't noticed you, you noticing yeah, him. There's no question. I've noticed him. Um, Tom Brady. First off, uh, first and foremost, you've been doing this for 18 years. You're one of the greatest that's ever done it, ever. And you're looking at yourself, going, dude. You know what? We've we've been to eight championships. We've won five Super Bowls. Like I'm 41 years old. I don't need to play this. Let me harp on you and say I could get a guy from Foxborough, Massachusetts, uh, Foxborough High School to make that throw, Tom. You know, I'm like, hey, shut up, dude. Like I've achieved all these things, and and I mean, I'm grinding. Here, here's all you need to know. They signed Josh Gordon. They trade for Josh Gordon. And Tom Brady is asked about Josh Gordon. And his and his his whole breakdown of Josh Gordon is, I hope he comes here, he works hard, and he puts the team ahead of himself. Like that championship formulas. Do you get sick and tired of Belichick grinding on you? 
Do you get sick and tired of Belichick being Belichick? You know, Teddy Bruschi said it yesterday on NFL Live. He's like, yeah, I've been there. I've been to the point at the end of my career where I was like, this guy is crazy and I don't want to play anymore. But ultimately, the winning, the camaraderie, the, the getting together and grinding together and doing something special. Like, you look at Super Bowl rings, and I've been blessed to, to play on three world championship teams. Yeah, I don't look at those Super Bowl rings that like, oh, look what I accomplished or look at my ring or what. I look at those like, man, think about the sacrifices that we made to play with one another. The sacrifices that we made for one another so that we could achieve greatness. That's how I think about that stuff. And, and all I think he's saying in that article and, and the sources are saying is at times that Bill Belichick is such a tyrant and he's such a grinder that you get sick of it and you don't want to punch him in the face. I've been there. I mean, I've had, I've had some of those conversations with coaches of mine where I've, I've gotten to the point where you're just like, man, it's frustrating. Okay, but this is more than just venting. This is him like, you know, I, I question whether or not I want to be here. Sure. I question whether or not I want to continue to do this with him. And that's the point about him being a baby about all this. All he's being asked to do is play a role. He's being asked to play a role like Tim Duncan was asked to play a role with Greg Popovich, where it was almost like this, like, wink, wink, nod, nod. Right. Hey, look. Hey, listen, Tim. In order for me to make get my message across, I got to let everybody know that nobody's a sacred cow. That includes you. So I'm going to get on you. So understand what I'm right. doing. Okay, coach. I get it. It's the same thing here. Mike, That's what this okay, is, Mike. But if you've done it for eight, you don't think Bill Belichick doesn't appreciate Tom Brady. But if you've done it for eighteen years and you've gotten older and you're just at the point where you're like, dude, I really don't need this. I mean, here, like I said with Josh Gordon, you hear it come out of his mouth. Hey, as long as you put the team ahead of yourself, I've done that for eighteen years. I don't need you to sit there and you know and make an example of me every meeting. Like I don't, I don't need that. And, and like, whatever. I mean, I get it. I get your point, but I think there are certain guys. It's like, uh, you remember back in the day when Jimmy Johnson coached the Dallas Cowboys to, you know, to a bunch of championships, Jimmy Johnson said that everybody is treated um, fairly, but not everybody's treated the same. And he goes, if the fourth string running back falls asleep in the meeting, I'm going to cut him. If Emmett Smith falls asleep in the meeting, I'm going to nudge him. <laughs> Wake up, Emmett. So, I mean, there's a difference there. And I think Tom Brady is just saying, hey, man, I'm 41 years old. You know, I've achieved. There's nobody that grinds any harder than me. Dude, I just don't want to be, I just don't want to be, like, I'm t- I'm tired. But That's one all. last thought about this. Okay, Because whatever disappointment, whatever frustration he has that Bill Belichick doesn't show him more love, isn't that wiped out by the idea that Brady won? He he had Jimmy Garoppolo looming over his shoulder. There was a very real likelihood that Belichick would have moved on from Brady and turned this over to Garoppolo to ensure that this thing kept rolling. Mm-hmm. Brady, threatened by Garoppolo, whatever, goes to Bob Kraft and, and basically says, I want I want Garoppolo out of here. Right. And guess what? Papa Kraft did exactly what he wanted against what, against what Bill Belichick wanted. So in the end, okay, maybe he's not getting you know a a, a, a coveted parking spot, right. but he got to basically Dictate. play out the rest of his right. Patriots career on his terms without any competition and without any threat looming over his shoulder. All right, role play. Do you want to be Tom Brady or or Robert Kraft? 
Oh, who doesn't want to be Tom Brady? Okay, you're, and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be Robert Kraft. Okay, so you got to come up to me and talk to me about what's going on and what you would like to see happen. Okay. Um, hey, Bob. Because <laughs> you know his hearing's not. Very, uh, he's older. Uh, okay. okay, go ahead, uh, Bob. <laughs> hey, um, listen, I, you know, I know, I know Bill. You know Bill, and I'm a little worried that. You know, he might move me on like all the other veterans that he's moved on from here. And I, I don't I don't want that to happen here. Can you can you do something about it? Oh, Tom, 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 you are my little boy. Tom. I love you like the son I never had. Well, I had a couple of sons, but I don't really like them. Not like I like you, Tom. So handsome, so forthright. So, so good. Tom, whatever you want, you're going to get. Because I love you, Tom. So I'll talk to uh, old uh, crotchety Belichick. <laughs> now I'll make sure you have your wish. Sounds like you're this close to launching into the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> I don't know. There was, some, there was something about, like, I had a certain... What is the guy's name? Wilford Brimley? Uh, you know, yeah, like, you kind of had almost, him in mind. Yeah. I felt like going to Oakville. Well, what would your Brady point. have sounded like? My Brady? Oh, my Brady. What would my Brady have Cue the angel music. Right. The harps, the harps playing like, in the background. something like, yo, Bob. <laughs> it's uh, the B-Man. <laughs> I wonder if he refers to himself. No, I don't think he refers to him. Hey, uh, hey it's TB12 here. Yeah. Hey, Bob, uh, TB12 here. <laughs> Uh, this Garoppolo fella walking around trying to out handsome me <laughs> ain't gonna happen. Not on my watch. I want him gone. <laughs> do you think? Do you think that? Okay, all right. Th- th- all this stuff is going on. Yeah. Fine. There, where there's smoke, there's fire. But now that they're into the season, there's a lot of that stuff. There's no, the, listen. There is nobody better at taking the distractions, taking the noise, taking the crap. And putting it on the back burner and doing their thing. Like they're going, that the one thing about them is they may hate each other, but they're going to be professionals. And they're going to, the one thing that, that burns more brightly than anything else, you can take the noise, you can take the issues, you can take the, the, the pissed offness or however you want to say it. Their desire to win and compete outshines all that so they they seem to have a, an ability unlike you know we've talked a bunch about the Steelers unlike the Steelers it affects it looks to to affect their whole locker room they seem to be able to put that on the back burner and still go out and execute and that's fully what I expect them they, they're one and one right now I you know and I they may lose another game early you know at, at, at some point and they're gonna get Julian Edelman back and they're gonna get Josh Gordon worked into the system and then you know what's gonna happen at the end of the day we're gonna look at their record they're gonna be 12 and 4 and they're gonna be the number one seed in the AFC that's that's what they that's what they do, and and they can they can forge ahead because there is a, a lot of credibility there compared to man. I I love John Gruden. Okay, I uh-huh. I could hear John Gruden just talk nonstop, but boy, did he say something that just was flat out ridiculous did this say, week? Like did he say, "Hey man, spider to Y banana"? Did he say that? He was asked about pass rushers. Oh my gosh! And, you, and just he, gotta, you just got to basically have no comment, don't you? Right, that's you got to just move on. You got to shift the conversation to something else. Instead, he says. Instead, he said, "You know, it's really hard to find pass rushers." <laughs> Did you look in Chicago? 
I heard they have one. <laughs> Did he really? He really? He went really there. said he went there. Man, it's hard to find pass rush. I'll tell you what, man. It's hard to find pass rushers. They just don't grow on trees in them. You just gave away arguably top three pass rusher in the National Football League. Guy that can really play the game. Guy that, as a matter of fact, just a year ago or so was all pro at two different positions. I think the first guy ever, all pro linebacker slash all pro D end. But uh, you guys gave him away. So hard to find him. It's hard, especially it's really hard to, not only hard to find them, it's hard to retain them. It's like cash, <laughs> you know, hard to make, hard to retain. Based on what you saw from the Raiders last week, we, we got to see him up close Yeah, here in Denver. Do you, do you think that in the, in the long run, a combination of where they are as a team right now, and, and it would be unrealistic to think that Khalil Mack would be able to take him to that, that higher level, mm-hmm. that by the time they get to the point where they have a team that a Khalil Mack could really make an impact on, that it's probably better for them to go this way? I mean, right now, Gruden's getting killed in the short term. Justifiably so. Right. But could you see him coming out the winner in all of this down the road? I I think eventually they're going to have to. I mean, it's a long-term play. And you and I have talked about this before. I think think they're a cash-poor team. Um, they looked at the overall, uh, just the overall cap space and and what they have to, you know, the the direction they have to go, and they realize until they get to Vegas that they just can't manage their team cash wise like they'd like to. Would they have liked to sign Khalil Mack to a long term deal? Certainly they would have, but it financially didn't make sense. Now I am not one that believes in trading a known commodity for unknown commodities. Because I have no idea what those two first rounders are going to turn out to be. You know, they, could they turn out to be, you know, the next Khalil Mack or the next Vaughn Miller or the next Aaron Donald? Sure. Could they turn out to be the next Jamarcus Russell, the next Paxton Lynch, the next what? Yes. So you just you, you just don't know. So I don't like the let's trade a known commodity. In, he's not even in the prime of his career. He's entering the prime of his career versus a couple of unknown commodities. But the thing about the unknown commodities, if you hit, um, it it sets you up for four years because you don't have to pay those guys. I mean, those guys are are, are relatively, um, you know, relatively not making anything. And so I understand where they are as an organization. But yeah, that the the whole pass rusher thing is probably one that you should just somehow eschew, is if that's the right word. Like you just you don't really need to. Hey, man, it'd be great to have great pass rushers. I don't even know how you answer that. Like, honestly, what? Like, what's the question? Like, what What are you going to do about your pass rush? Hard to find great pass. Like, you can't go there, right? Hey, we're just going to keep working. Guys are working hard, and, you know, guys are making strides, and, you know, we believe in the guys we have here. I mean, some baloney. You know, yeah, but don't say. Total bullshit like that. It's hard to find pass rushers. Right, it's hard to find. When pass. your best one got just uh, shipped off to uh, Chicago. So when when – Aaron yeah, Rodgers. By, by the way, just on that, really quick, he gets shipped off, and you want to add insult to injury or rub salt in the wounds for the Raiders. Not only do they trade him away, you know, they ship him off, but then they happen to have a, two primetime games, a Sunday night game where the whole league is watching, and then a Monday night game where the whole league is watching. And oh, by the way, Khalil Mack is just, just. I mean, he's opening a can of whoop ass. 
And it, it just it makes it it makes it that much more painful if you're a Raider fan to go. We just gave that away. Look at the pro- he's got more production in two games, and we'll probably get all year from our past. Probably rushers. the quickest clinched Pro Bowl spot. Oh yeah, Sacks, in NFL history. Fumble, interception for a touchdown. Woohoo! So it was Sunday Night Football where Aaron Rodgers' legend went to another level. Oh my gosh! But now the harsh reality. Mm-hmm. You know, the cold light of day, the sunshine streaming in through the blinds, and you're like, ooh, you know, <laughs> not quite the same as last night, you know? And now that, that euphoria is being replaced by Aaron coming on saying, hey, look, you know, the, the longer I play on this thing this season, the more it could get hurt. Mm-hmm. So wait, wait, every doctor in America always says when they work for the NFL, you can't do any further damage by playing on that completely torn up knee. Yeah, right. So of what do you, you do? Can. What do you do if you're Aaron Rodgers and the and the Packers? You know what this team is like without you. So there there's a you run a very real risk if you sit him down for a while to get healthy that your season could mm-hmm. could start to tumble or do you just try to you know go for it now? With the understanding that, yeah, you might win more games now, but you'll be left with a battered and worn-out Aaron Rodgers that you won't be able to capitalize on later in the season. Yeah, I mean that's a, it's tough. You know, you hope you rehab, you hope you get better during the during the week, you know, and then you go out and you hope you don't re-aggravate it or whatever during the weekend. But um, we used to call it having a button. Like anytime you're injured, we used to say, "Oh, you got a button." Like if you had a big bruise on your arm or something big, something nasty, like whatever. You'd wa- I'd always walk by a guy and it'd be like, oh, nasty looking, and just push it. You go, oh, you got a button. Bam. You're like, ow, what are you doing? Why would you do that? And go, oh, it's a button. And no matter what happens. Well, they must have thought of you as a real dick in that room. Right. But, but no matter, <laughs> but everybody did it. So, Jeez. But, yeah. But what the hell is here, doing? What, well, here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. When you have an injury, it's a button, and that thing's going to get pressed. No matter where it is, when you're on a football field, it can be in the most you know innocuous place, and you're like, how in the hell did somebody hit that in that area? The game has a tendency to find you. It'll find you. If you're struggling, it'll find you. If you're playing great, it'll find you. If you've got an injury, it'll find you or find you. So like for Aaron Rodgers, it's hard to go, okay, I'm going to rehab all week. I'm going to rehab all week. It's going to get better. You get in the game, it just seems to find you. Something happens. You get rolled up on whatever the case may be. So the game has a way of finding you or finding your injuries. So I think you'd have to look at your schedule and go, okay, is there a couple of non-conference opponents, you know, back-to-back weeks where we still think we'd have a chance um, by playing our backup quarterback who, you know, self-proclaimed has the mind of Brady and the body of Cam Newton. So how can you lose? Um, but, you know, where you even if you drop a couple of games, Mike, they're non-conference, you know, maybe out of your division opponents where you feel like it's not going to hurt you in the long run because you still have, you know, your whole division in front of you. So, you know, you beat a, a, a division team in Chicago. You tied with a division team in Minnesota. So you're kind of sitting pretty in that regard. Um, you have zero losses. You play two division opponents, and you don't have a loss. Like you might be able to find a window in your schedule where that works for you. And and honestly, it's probably what it's going to take to actually heal a little bit. Um, and so now you're so dependent upon Aaron Rodgers 
you're so dependent on Aaron Rodgers that I just don't know that you that you'll ever do that. But that may be that may be the only way to get him to where he feels like he's right. All right, that brings us to what's on tap. Brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Um, and what's on tap, Mike, is you and I picking games uh, against the spread, and we're doing a bang up job, a real bang up job so far early in the season. Uh, I've got a commanding lead over you. So what's uh, what's on tap when it comes to uh, where we are right now uh, for our moneymaker picks? Yeah, uh, we both went one and three last week. You had New England over Jacksonville. You had Washington plus six over Indy. You had Carolina plus five and a half over Atlanta. Your one win was you did take the Chargers over Buffalo. Ding, 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 ding. Uh, I went one and three. I did take Jacksonville over New England. Damn you. And But then I had Houston over Tennessee. <laughs> Fool. New Orleans over Cleveland. Moron. And San Francisco over Detroit. Idiot. So... So after two weeks, you are three, three and one with a commanding lead over me. I'm three and four, so a whopping half game lead. Hey, but hey. you are ahead of me in the loss column. No, <laughs> oh, you in the loss column. You in the. We're not talking baseball. All right, so it's time for the moneymaker picks. Three picks. You get to go first. Three picks. I get to go first. Um, I'm gonna go my first pick. I'm gonna go to the September darlings. You know who I'm talking about, right? The Kansas City Chiefs. Do they look like the best team in the National Football League? But don't they look like the best team in the National Football League every September? Like, I'm not worried about them in September. Not even in October. It's when they, you know, win the AFC and they're the number one seed and then they get the bye week and they come out in uh, the playoffs and just roll over. So, I'm going to go to the September Darlings. Patrick Mahomes is playing great football right now. I'm telling you what, they are loaded. Uh, absolutely loaded. They're playing at home. They're seven-point favorite over the 49ers. I'm taking the September Darlings. I'm giving the seven. All right, next up. you think I'd have prepared for this, but I really didn't. Um, the Green Bay Packers head to Washington. Aaron Rodgers limping around. I think there's you know an absolute ton of pressure on Aaron. I think he's going to perform well. I don't know what happened to Washington after a a big win in their opening game, getting beat by Indianapolis. Um, I like the Packers here. I like Aaron Rodgers. Not going to bet against him. They're giving up two and a half points on the road. Uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to give up the two and a half, and I'm going to take uh, the Green Bay Packers on that one. And then, lastly, um, let me go to. You know what? I just realized I'm o one. Oh, one and one when picking the Patriots. Like the Patriots were my go-to last year. I could always count on a victory there. Just got Josh Gordon. They're going to Detroit. Facing Matt Patricia, their former coordinator. You know he knows them. He can read them like a book. I don't care. I'm taking New England until I get a win, and I love Tom Brady, and you're completely wrong for what you said about him in the opening of this segment. So uh, I'm just going Tom Brady and the New England The New England Bradys. I'll take them. So predictable. I hope they bring those two guys from Boston that found the Boston <laughs> Banner. Was that funny or what? The Boston Banner guys. When I first Do saw them. was right. And give us reciprocate. Whenever I when I first saw it, I go, oh, "This has got to be a goof. It's got to be like because it literally fits every stereotype that you've seen in Goodwill Hunting, mm-hmm. The Departed, and The Town. It, it's like right out of Central Casting. These guys nailed it. Coming up this fall from Affleck. What was the other guy? Oh, and Damon. Damon. 
from Affleck and Damon. It's the banner. The banner. The banner. All right, I'm going to go with my three picks. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. It one. It worked for me last week. I'm going to go against New England again. Against you. More. I'm going against the Brady's. I think uh, Matt Patricia does know what New England will want to do, and he'll be able to exploit that. Also, Blake Bortles threw four touchdown passes against this this defense. I still think New England wins the game. New England will be New England as the season moves along, but they're always a little bit susceptible this early. So give me Detroit plus the seven mm. against New England. Head to head, Scott DeHoff. Head to head. This one Speaking is almost Bud Light sponsors this program. This one is almost too easy. Tampa right. Bay riding high. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, all of this. Here comes Pittsburgh with all their dysfunction and and Antonio Brown having to be disciplined. People are like looking at Pittsburgh. What's wrong? I don't think Tampa Bay is ready to win this kind of a game. I think Pittsburgh, and I get them at even. All they have to do is win. I will gladly jump on that. All I will they take do Pittsburgh. Is win, win, win. I get. Huh? My third game. I don't know how that song goes. My third game. The song. Carson Wentz is back, which Ugh. ultimately will mean great news for Philadelphia. But Philadelphia early going. Wentz hasn't played much since he's he's uh, come back. I think he'll be rusty. I think the offense will be rusty. Indianapolis has looked pretty good the first two weeks. Uh, did you, have you seen? Did you watch any of the game? Did you break? You didn't break. Any I didn't of that break game down. down that game. I watched I'm, it. I'm telling Quentin Nelson. Yeah. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Well, there's a reason why when you watch tape of him porn prior to the draft, is. you were like, uh, he's the only guy of everybody I studied where I had to go into my film room, draw the shades, close my door, and put uh -huh. a tie on the door, alerting my wife not to come in here. Yeah, don't come in here. I'm watching yeah. Quentin Nelson. I'm watching some O-line porn here. Dude, I, he was he dispensed justice. I don't know who the linebacker is for Washington. Where's number 54? But he, oh, I mean, that dude, you couldn't see it. But the reason I don't know, I couldn't see his name because it was just full of grass stains as, as he was planting him on his back on on power plays. It was, oh, gosh. Give mm. me Indianapolis plus mm. the seven mm. at Philadelphia. I love all your logic, Mr. Logical. And all those picks? Yeah. Presented by Bud Light? No, that was Super Tramp, the logical song. When I was young, it seemed that life was so... <laughs> America, intellectual. Um, yeah. Is Whatever. this really productive? No, it's not. But <laughs> you know, you get all you. I love how you spew all your logic. Like, let me tell you, they're happy to have Carson Wentz back, but based on my extensive knowledge of the game, <laughs> there's going to be rust, and uh, henceforth, they're not going to cover that spread. Well, am I wrong? I hope they kick that Am ass. I wrong? I hope it's 22 points. Mm. 22 points. That's yeah. kind of random, isn't but it? But then what will you say when I'm right? I uh, will ignore it. Mm. <laughs> and we'll never speak of it again. <laughs> hey, for everybody involved. Maybe he knows what he's talking about. Podcast. <laughs> for my partner, Mike Evans, I'm Mark Slurth, our producer, Scott the Huff. We'll talk to you guys again soon.